Okay, it's rap pack to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that ballin'. Doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off and she calling. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back into the Charm City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, and I'm back here tonight recapping the Baltimore Orioles losing two out of three to the Houston Astros. They managed to salvage a win and keep that consecutive streak alive of not being swept. Um, A tough you know, series to swallow. Uh, really, really a bummer, right? Um, starting off the first game, everything was going their way. All the breaks, you get three, or two rather, big home runs. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, who just keeps on raking. I mean, that is not the same Ryan Mountcastle that went down with vertigo. I mean, I thought, you know, at one point in time, would the Orioles consider, you know, moving on from Mountie? And I'm really pleased that he's gotten his swing back. He is really hitting with power, hitting with authority right now. And he got you on the board early in that game. Grayson Rodriguez is out there pitching very well. Um, against a tough Astros lineup, obviously. Adley Rutschman had a big homer, and you're up 5 nothing. And, you know, I allowed myself to kind of think in this moment, and i almost positive probably everyone did, you know, you kind of start thinking, well, the, the, you know, they've got this in the bag, um, you know, if Grayson can just keep going. So maybe not entirely you're, you're thinking that way. But you kind of allow yourself to feel that, right? And then I was completely thrown um for a loop when suddenly you know they make it a a 5-2 game but still you've got the lead and you couldn't have expected to keep this um really really good lineup that the Astros have the defending World Series champions down forever right and eventually they struck so you know they get back um to within 3 and then McCann uh, gets a sack fly to make it 6-2. Okay, you're back up four. And then we keep, you know, we're at a 6-2 game. They get a run in the eighth off a of Cano. Um, it's just been a tough stretch for Yanir Cano. I mean, it, it wasn't a run that he allowed. Um, it went against Ballman, but... You know, as an inherited runner. But then when Bautista comes in to protect a three-run lead, you're thinking to yourself, they got this, you know, really in the bag. Um, And no outs. They get two on. The tying run comes to the plate. Gets a big out off Bregman striking out. And then Jordan Alvarez with a single. So tying run. At first, go-ahead run comes to the plate, and Kyle Tucker unleashes a bomb um, to to put the Astros up one, and that did it for the first game. I mean, I was so shocked at that unfolding the way it did, um, especially, like I said, Felix Bautista 
is one of, if not the best closers in baseball right now. And him blowing that save was just, oh boy. I mean, it really stung. Then yesterday, an 8-2 loss, and with Jack Flaherty's first um, appearance at Camden Yards, he did pretty well. I thought, you know, maybe not as good as we saw him in Toronto, but I thought he did a good job. He ate innings. He got out of jams. You know, the Astros went on the board early, 3 nothing, but he settled in pretty much. And then Austin Hayes got you back into the game, made it 3-2. And even though this turned out to be an 8-2 loss, it, it really, the scoreboard didn't indicate how close this game really was. Um, the, the Astros, top of the eighth, were just all over the pitching. Uh, Fujinami... Look, they got him in a trade, and he he's really kind of been eh so far. I mean, I don't think he's your answer late innings. I really don't. Um, there are definitely some kinks to work out with him. I don't feel confident when they put this guy in the game, and I can't ima- imagine Brandon Hyde does either. Um, but then they pulled him out. Bowman got in with two outs. He allowed So Fujinami allowed three base runners, all with two outs. And then Altuve plated two, and then Bregman plated two um, to make it seven two. And there was really just really nothing you could you could do there um, in that moment. And another unfortunate loss that back to back nights you have to suffer through. But today they got a win. Today they got and they, and they really I think needed this one because I tweeted it last night. I could see you know potentially this team starting to slump. I I could have um, I was predicting it maybe to happen. Like is this where we're gonna really see maybe the wheels begin to fall off for the O's? Um, you know losing two straight or losing two straight to the Astros that walk off grand slam. How emotional that was and then you know, getting blown out in a late-inning game. I mean, are they going to start thinking that maybe we're not as good as we think? That wasn't the case. The leadership in this clubhouse, so strong. They came right out. They they attacked Hunter Brown right away. Um, Rushman with the homer. And then DS answered back off of Dean Kramer. But Dean Kramer, aside from that, he was, he was pretty darn good today. Won seven strong innings, gave up six hits. Um, McCann singled the center in the third to get the O's back up. Then Rutschman with a single to plate McCann. It's 3-1 Altuve. Um, put the Astros within one with the solo bomb. And then Ryan Mountcastle. His 15th home run on the season. You know, he's really... He's only played in 84 games. And he's right back up there now with the team leaders in RBIs with 53. Hitting... At 268, I mean, he is doing a heck of a job, and he is in a major, major hot streak right now. I mean, you know, with the way I think Austin Hayes is kind of cooled, and you know, um, recently Gunnar Henderson has cooled off as well, and Anthony Santander has as well. Ryan Mountcastle has been big. Adley Rutschman as well. He's been getting hot, you know. So great to see out of, out of um out of those guys and then like I said today just 
a all-around huge momentum win moving forward. You know, the Astros did did come back a little bit, made it a one-run game, but you know the O's one-run games is kind of where they feel comfortable, so they're able to get it done. Coming up next is a three-game series uh, in Seattle. Um, Kyle Gibson takes the mound tomorrow night, a 4-5-0 ERA, an 11-6 win-loss record, 117 strikeouts, a 1.28 whip. And for Mountcastle, his last previous start was against the Mets. The O's won, uh, won seven strong innings, gave up four hits. His last three starts have been four hits against the Mets, four hits against the Blue Jays, four hits against the Phillies. And he, you know, has really looked good in his last three games. Um, before the Phillies game was a 4-3 um, extra innings win in Tampa Bay. Got the win, gave up seven hits in that game, though, and three earned runs. And recently he hasn't been doing that. He gave up three earned runs against the Mets, um, but he was pretty terrific that, that game. So if they can get another outing like that um, by Kyle Gibson, that would be pretty darn huge. So, Kyle Gibson on the mound, as I said, for the O's, for the Seattle Mariners, it's Luis Castillo, 3-2-1 ERA, 7-7 seven seven win-loss record, a 1.05 whip. Um, this Mariners team is coming in, or you're going into a red-hot situation there. They have swept their last two opponents in the Angels and Padres, currently are on a seven-game win streak. And out of their last ten, um, they have won nine. They are really, really finding their groove. You know, Seattle had a bit of a slow start. Now they're getting into it. Um, Castillo, his last time out against the Angels, gave up ten hits, which may be a season high. Went six innings, gave up seven earned runs, um, so he struggled his last time out, to say the least. And where the hits are concerned, like I said, it, it was a season-high 10 hits against the Angels. Um, so we'll see if that's just a little... You know, a little a little blemish there. Just uh, he was due for kind of getting knocked around. Let's see if the O's... You know, can can keep that going for them, though. Uh, that'd be nice. The Mariners, by the way, so they've won seven straight. They are five and a half games back of the Rangers. And in the wild card standings, they are a game and a half out. That just shows how incredibly strong the American League is. Like, I think we all pretty much know if you've been following baseball overall, you know, being... Orioles fans, obviously, you know, following the American League teams and keeping up in the wild card race, you know this. But just saying it right now, it is such a tough uh, division, you know, to be in. Such a tough, um, such, such a tough league to play in. Um, always is, especially the American League East. You know, that is by far the toughest division in baseball. But as a league as a whole, it is it is hard. Um, Saturday, it's going to be Cole Irvin getting a start. 5-4-4 ERA. Cole Irvin 
getting the nod, um, you know, to get a start in a pretty big series. This is this is big for him. Um, hopefully, he can go out there and uh, and you know be that guy. I'm not really sure why he's getting a start. I just quickly looked at their injury report if there was anything going on, but all of a sudden the Orioles. It kind of seems like they're moving maybe towards a six-man rotation. Um, this is huge for for you know Cole Irvin to get back in there with the starting pitchers, but I'm not a real fan of it. Maybe he just has good numbers against Seattle. Uh, that could be the case. Um, you know, the two seasons he pitched for the Oakland Athletics, you know, maybe that's just a result of him having solid outings against their uh, rival, the Mariners, but to say that, you know, you can throw the guy out there, he's got a 5-4-4 ERA, and now I'm looking at it, his starts against the Mariners, you know, I thought maybe he had, you know, some success against them. He really does not. The furthest he's gone is six innings, um, and that only happened once. That was last August. Um, but he's gotten knocked around by them pretty good. His career ERA is in 8-4-2 and 16 strikeouts in six appearances versus the Mariners. So why this is a game that they want him starting is beyond me. Unless it's a high leverage situation, they want to see how they react. But right now, it's not like you have a your ten games up on the Rays. I mean, the Rays are just three games back. So this is kind of an interesting decision, um, I think, by the Orioles. You know, to put him in here. The last start that Cole Irvin had on the season came against the. Minnesota Twins, I believe, which was the three to one win. It was an extra innings. I believe that was his last start, or it was the game against the Dodgers. Um no, it wasn't. That was Tyler Wells who started. So yeah. It's been over a month, his last start against the Twins. And you know, I think Irvin has been better of late. Um, he had a big, you know, task there against the Mets last Sunday. He got a hold for that. Um, and then two days prior against the Mets, he did well against the Blue Jays in a game they lost. You know, he, he pitched well and gave up a hit. But I'm just, I don't feel confident putting him out there against a team like the Mariners. Again, you, you kind of need a series win, and especially if, you know, game one, God forbid Kyle Gibson gets knocked around and then you're putting Cole Irvin out there who will be facing George Kirby who has a 3-3-2 ERA, 10-8 win-loss record. I don't like this. Yeah, I really don't like this. This is a, this is not, I think, a very good decision by the Orioles staff. Um, I would love to be proven wrong, but I can't imagine Cole Irvin getting a win. I mean, hopefully they do, obviously, but I don't see it happening. I don't. Last game was against the Angels, 3-2 win, seven innings pitched, gave up just three hits. Uh, pretty electric stuff there out of 
um, Kirby. So I think there's a lot of keys right to this game that I don't think really match up with what you want against a good pitcher because typically I would say go out there, you know, be aggressive early against Kirby. He has 124 strikeouts, um, you know, a 1.05 whip. You know, be patient, but you know, and selective, but be aggressive against him and kind of set the tone. But with Cole Irvin out there, it's kind of like you know, well, you don't want to just be too aggressive and free swinging because you think, okay, well, we got our we got our top guy on the mound out there. No, you don't. Cole Irvin, um, well, I hope he does well, but I'm not too confident in it. Sunday, it's Kyle Bradish. A 3-1-9 ERA, 7-6 win-loss record. You know, um, last game was against the Mets last Sunday. Went four and two-thirds, gave up three hits. They kind of drove up his pitch count. It was very strange to see him exiting and not even making it five innings. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't get the decision, and that was the lowest amount of innings he pitched. The first time he didn't go at least six innings since June 20th um, against the Rays, but he has faced the Mariners early this season. He won seven strong innings in the 3-2 win on June 25th. Hopefully that same success can be repeated, and he will be going toe-to-toe against Bryce Miller, who has a 4-2-0 ERA. 3-4-9 ERA at home. Um, Last start was last Sunday against the Angels. 3-2 win in extras. Five innings, gave up five hits, ten strikeouts. Um, Only 85 Ks on the season for Miller, so really not someone that's going to pound the zone, but definitely, and he is a young young pitcher, and he's made some sporadic starts throwout the season, so that could be the reason why for for 85 strikeouts. He's a 1.04 whip, but that's definitely someone, you know, that I would expect Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, right-handed pitcher that they should find success off of. Maybe Anthony Santander, who can kind of get going here a little bit for you. Um, You know, hopefully that gets, that that we start seeing that. So that's pretty much going to do it for me here on the Charm City Sports Podcast. like to thank everyone for tuning in. As always, um, I'll talk to you going to be next Wednesday. I will be away over the weekend, so I won't be able to put out my usual podcast. I'm going to be up in the Poconos, so maybe if I do get one out, it would be Monday, and it might be like moments before first pitch um, in the O's upcoming series against San Diego. Um, So it's it's out west, so it's a 940 start time, so maybe I'll be able to get something out there for you guys. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Charm City Sports Podcast. Again, I'm Jay Hollihan. Thanks for sticking around, and I'll talk to you next time.